Welcome, everybody. This is Charles Cook here at Cook Baxter Immigration. I'm so sorry to be a few minutes late today. Um, and getting started, we had a uh, little technical issue here. You may not realize the United States, one of our cable companies, Comcast, is um, apparently down. Had some issues this morning, so we had some problem getting going. Um, but we figured out a workaround, and we're now live. Uh, we want to welcome everybody to our podcast. Our, our, is our podcast as well as our Facebook Live, because I'll upload this to our podcast a little bit later today. If you didn't know, we do have a podcast, The Immigration Hour, uh, which you can download from every major podcast provider, at least in the United States. Um, I wanted to talk about uh, the judge's decision uh, that is coming up today. also wanted to talk about the uh, um, what happened on Monday. Um, you know, we, uh, we're the plaintiffs in this case. We're representing the lottery selectees. And Mike, thank you, Mike. Mike is saying the squeaky wheel gets the grease, and that he is, he is right about. Uh, today is the last official day of the DV 2020 lottery. So in every, virtually every other year prior to this year, this is it. If you didn't get your visa by today, you weren't getting your visa. Uh, and so, you know, looking at 30 years, this is the 30th year of the DV lottery. I guess the 29th year because it became official in 2020. Uh, 20, uh, 1990. But when you think about what a great success the lottery has been over the years, uh, an average of 50,000 people for 30 years, you know, it's 1.5 million immigrants that uh, have come to America because of a program to diversify the types of immigrants that come. Uh, I think the DV lottery has been an extraordinary success. Uh, I think it has been great for America. I think it's been a, a great economic tool. I think it's been a great societal too. Now, not everybody won a lottery state. You know, some people went back home because they didn't, you know, they weren't ready for it. But you know, it's also changed people. Um, one of my partners, Danielle Claffey, is married to a lottery recipient, an early lottery recipient from Ireland. Um, and I have to tell you, I think it's changed America and who we are. And I, I personally am grateful for it. We don't generally do much with the lottery, as you all know. The lottery's free. I mean, it doesn't cost you anything to enter the lottery. Cost your fortune to process at the consulates, but the lottery is basically free. So, you know, you don't necessarily need a lawyer to do this stuff. And most people don't have lawyers because generally you don't need them. You don't need us until you need us. Um, and you needed us this year. Uh, you know, when I first uh, decided to get involved with this with, with, my, with Greg Siskin and Jeff Joseph, uh, we got in because we realized that there were a lot more people that were not being represented, one, because they couldn't afford it. Uh, and uh, two, they didn't know about it. So we began pushing the word out in uh, in June, and uh, we were able to get the, our application, you know, literally put it all together in a uh, in a matter of weeks, um, you know, just a couple of weeks. And I think that that says a great deal about uh, the lawyers, uh, Phil Cook, um, our associate, and my son, a great young lawyer, did did, did most of the yeoman's work here. Um, we filed our, our, uh, our TRO and PI with the, with the judge we were assigned to, because we were not assigned to Judge Mehta, uh, in, uh, in July. And we literally couldn't get a hold of him. Uh, we literally, I, we tried everything, short of going and pounding on the door in Washington, D.C.'s office. We tried everything. Uh, they just, which is just crazy. Um, and then ultimately, when we finally did get that judge's attention, Judge Mehta had already been assigned the case on Gomez, and he just moved it over. You know, he just they just transferred it, uh, and that's how we got in front of Judge Meta again in early August when we re, you know we had a pending PI, uh, had an initial conference, and then you know we didn't have a hearing for 
three more weeks until August 24th. Um, I think it was 24th. Um, you know, time's been flying uh, this year. But we didn't get a decision on something that we filed in late June, early July till September 4th. So that meant we really only had three and a half weeks to process 40,000, 41,000 400 visas, um, and it was impossible. I mean, we know it's never going to happen. They were never going to process 41,400 visas in in three weeks. Um, and you know, one of the telling things from the government's response, um, the government's brief that was filed last Friday was, you know, oh well, that's life. That means basically that's life. The law is the law. You know, sorry we, sorry we screwed up. Sorry we intentionally didn't give you the visas. Sorry we made this so hard. Uh, COVID and sorry, end of the year. Um, and then they kind of threw a little bone out there as well. You know, maybe we'll finish up the people that we started. So maybe you, you reserve 1,500, you know, or whatever, 800 or 400. It was, it was a meaningless gesture. So on Monday, the judge says like, you know, really? that That's your position? It's like nothing? Um, you know, one of the things you learn in law school is you learn to negotiate. And one of the first things you learn about negotiating is you be the guy that asks for the number. Don't be the guy that gives the number. But the reality is the judge is the judge in this case. So he, what number? Well, we wanted all of them. Okay. We, look, we knew that there are 40,000 visas left. We, we know that. Okay. Um, but we knew the judge, it was clear. The judge was not going to accept our request to adjudicate all of them. And I, I think he should. Legally, I think he's on just as solid ground with 40 as 30 as 20 as 10 as 5 as 1. It's the same standard. It doesn't really matter. Um, but we thought we elected to, to approach a number that would get as many people into the country as possible, but would also reflect the reality that the government was closed. I mean, the COVID, COVID was bad for a couple months. It was terrible. All right. So we, we picked a number that was basically 80%, uh, uh, really 75% of the available numbers, so 30 out of 40,000, uh, which would lead to a number that, which is, you know, 80% of the numbers. Now, I, I, I clarified to the judge, he says, you're asking for all of them. I said, no, judge, we're not asking for all of them. We're asking for 80% of them, which is, which is what they should be doing. You know, the reality is the KCC had not shut down. Uh, all these visas would be, they'd be ready for processing. They'd just send them out by number. Boom, 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 boom. But instead, you all followed my advice, which I think was solid advice, which is squeaky wheel gets the grease, right, Mike? Squeaky wheel gets the grease. Um, and uh, it was a free-for-all. It's been a free-for-all all month. And lots of people with high numbers got visas. One, because they were plaintiffs. They took the risk. And, you know, it's a risk. you got to take the risk. And life in America is full of risk. Just just being an immigrant to America is a massive risk, uh, especially under Donald Trump. Uh, and um, so they were rewarded for taking that risk. I'm not going to begrudge them. I think that's awesome. But other people, too, they were the squeaky wheel. They, they were at the KCC. They were at the consulate. And they got, a, they got done. I get it. And you might not think that's fair, but, you know, that's the way this free-for-all works. Should the judge agree with us? Uh, that he can extend the visa uh, program beyond uh, beyond today uh, and allocate certain visas, I think they'll, they will go back to a strict numerical system. But keep in mind, so far this year, about 
and most years, about 35% of people are denied. Um, one person emailed me. They were denied because they had interviewed on another, another visa a year or two or four years ago in which the consular officer believed they weren't being completely truthful. And so when he went back for his lottery case after paying all the money, they said, no, no, we're denying you because you, we think you weren't truthful before. That happens a lot. Uh, the form itself is a real pain in the butt. And if you make one error, you know, you forget to include a child. I don't know how you forget to include a child. Or you didn't miss an address. You, you don't spell something correctly. They, they will find any reason to deny you. I mean, it's, it's a hyper-technical program. I get it's awful. But... That means that about you know thirty five percent of people are going to be denied, and uh, if they only notified eighty thousand, you know that's that's about forty five thousand, fifty thousand. So most people, if the judge gives us our thirty thousand, uh, most people are probably going to get theirs. Um, and uh, so that's why we made that argument on Monday when the judge asked me about that. Uh, I was, I mean, I tried to be as clear as possible. Uh, we also tried to be clear that the government even since September 4th, has not been making a full effort to process these visas. Their own numbers. And I, you know, the judge keeps giving the government the benefit of the doubt on this. I, you know, I guess it's because I've been working in this for 30 years and I refuse to give them the benefit of the doubt. There are some really good people that work for the U.S. government. Consular officers, generally speaking, are just awesome people. They're, they do great work. On um, they're in it to really help people. I it, and but also protect America. I, I get it. But the political leadership today deserves no respect, uh, no uh, no quarter, uh, and so I'm not willing to cut them any slack. Uh, you know they arbitrarily pick a date in July and then measure July to now compared to previous years. Right? They pick the date out of thin air, and that's why I tried to bring the judge back to the to Mar to March. They the KCC stopped working in March. Um, and uh, not 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 July, uh, not April, and they were processing visas. I think that was also very important for the note. He did ask, you know, he asked the government for for, for a follow-up report on how many immediate relative visas they'd issued. Now, honestly, I didn't quite understand why he was doing that, except maybe, you know, those weren't barred by the proclamation. How many were you doing? And he could see that they their numbers on that were down by eighty percent as well. Uh, and maybe he'll say, well, you know, I'm going to give you 80% of the, I'm going to give you 20% of the numbers because immediate relatives. But that's, that's one, inherently not fair. And two, immediate relatives could come to America and adjust status here. So, you know, we, I tried to bring home the fact that uh, they, were, uh, they were not working as hard as they could have worked, uh, even compared to the years in which they, you know, hey, we normally do 15% of our visas. Our diversity visas. Well, they were only eight percent this year. They only issued eight percent of the visas they issued during the whole, the whole period. So I, I and I think the judge was kind of taken aback. He, you know, he's got a good, pretty good poker face. Although you know, he, I think he gets back. I do not. I mean, I don't play poker. By the way, no, don't play poker with me. Uh, well, you could. I will lose. You will, you will win. Um, but uh, it, I thought it was really important to be forceful with, with and be respectful. Um, we didn't attack the government. I even thanked uh, the consular officers for the work they've done. But we got a word yesterday in the Tirana, perhaps, in Albania. They just closed. We're not doing any more visas. Yeah, as of, as of yesterday, or as of Monday, we're not doing any more. You know, that, that's not right. That's not fair. Um, 
which again speaks to the issue of how many visas the judge should should hold. And we asked for 30, the government asked for 400. Will he, I mean, I hope he doesn't take a Solomon decision. I mean, I don't want him to split the baby in half and give us 15. Um, but I could see him coming around in around 20, 25. Um, and frankly, that, that number would be, you know, we'll, you know, we, we could appeal. All right. But there's no time. I mean, appealing this is, is all about time. We've already appealed the Gomez decision on the proclamation. That's on appeal at the Court of Appeals. But that's not going to be adjudicated before the end of the year. It's not. I mean, it's not. I mean, I guess it could be, but it's highly unlikely to be adjudicated before the end of the year. This, this is our shot. Now, people have asked me, uh, will the government appeal this decision? You know, I'm not sure they will, honestly. A lot of people say, oh, no, they will. Uh, if they appeal, we're already in a district that has ruled against them on this issue. Um, I'm not sure they want to, and, and the makeup of the district hasn't really changed since then. Now, we could get a really bad panel and a bunch of Trump appointees, and they shut us down. But I don't, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think they want to take this risk of making this a, a precedent going forward. Uh, I think they would just say, okay, district court ruled on it, and you know, we'll process the visas. We've also learned, and I learned from Britt Simon, they haven't adjudicated any visas for 2021. They haven't set any appointments, I mean, no appointments. I mean, supposed to start interviewing tomorrow, and no appointments for any of October. Um, if you have a 2021 person and you and you have an appointment, please let me or Britt Simon know. Um, so here's what I expect today: the judge will give us a decision late in the day, I mean, could you know, could be this evening. Uh, I do not expect the decision at noon. So don't say when's the decision. I don't know. It'll be today, though. He promised he would do it today. He understands the necessity of doing it today. And the necessity, so you understand is the prior decisions has said if the judge makes a decision during the fiscal year, it's addressable going forward. But if you file after the fiscal year, since after the fiscal year, it's not addressable going forward. So he understands that he has to do that. And uh, I think that uh, he will. And I, I think that will be probably close to five, six, seven o'clock, something like that. I'd be surprised, but uh, he's going to take all he needs to take. The government yesterday did file their supplemental brief to talk about how many visas they issued. And I could have sworn the judge asked about F, F2As, um, how many F2As they issued, which was basically none. Um, but I, you know, my colleagues think I'm, you know, think I'm wrong. But I, I swear I heard that. So the IR stuff, we'll see. Maybe he's going to use that as a comparison, reduce the DVs to the same percentage that IRs reduce. You know, we can't give them more benefits than we give everybody else. And that's, well, then let them sue, judge. Let them sue. So that's where we go. If, uh, if the judge does extend, then uh, honestly, you need to be on the phone to the KCC immediately. You know, we'll do a Facebook Live when we get the decision, but uh, I do have another call tonight um, at 7 that I have to be on for our K-1 lawsuit for the fiancés that are getting screwed over, uh, and I don't think that will end to 8. So if I do do a call, I'll do a Facebook Live. It'll be late tonight, unfortunately, for all our friends in Europe. I do apologize for that, but of course you'll be able to rewind it and watch it later. But in advance, if we win and the judge grants an extension of time and allocates more visas, you know, if he's smart, he'll do two things. One, he'll say plaintiffs get first dibs, all right, deal with the plaintiff. But they, the plaintiffs should be almost done. They should be almost done as of today. There'll be some stragglers, but they'll be almost done. And he should say, do the rest in numerical order, how you would normally do them. That that in that case. If you've got a high number, you're probably not going to get picked. 
Okay. I'm probably not going to get picked. I get that. Um, but we'll see. Doesn't mean you can't be the person that calls the KCC. Again, squeaky wheel gets the grease. You're calling the KCC. You have all your documents in. Um, you just got to keep pushing. Call the cons. will be the best. Some of you are in countries with very few visas that, that have to be issued. You know, and others are in countries with 6,000. Uh, now, a couple big countries are not even on the table right now, although we've asked the judge to fix that. Countries like Nigeria uh, uh, and, and Sudan, we've asked the judge to fix that. And hopefully he will fix that, freeing up Sudan, uh, uh, freeing up uh, uh, Iran in a more easy way, freeing up uh, uh, um, uh, Nigeria so they can get their visas issued uh, in a reasonable period of time. And we asked them to extend the lottery until the end of February for two reasons. One, to, and as I explained to the judge, to give the Department of State plenty of time to do these visas. I mean, they could, if they did... 6,000 a month, which is what they clearly did this month, and they weren't even working at, at their normal capacity, they could do all 30,000 in five months without breaking a sweat and without really interfering with DV 2021 people, okay? Because uh, we're cognizant of that issue too. Second is if, the, if Trump loses, uh, he will extend the proclamation. Uh, understand that. We didn't, wins or loses, he's extending the proclamation. But if he loses, we have on January 20th a new president which, who could end the proclamation. Um, and, uh, of course, we're also going to be working, so you understand, we're also working with Congress to get a bill passed, likely next year, although maybe, it, maybe depending on what happens here, maybe during the lame duck session. Lame duck session is when we have a new president coming in, old ones leaving, and Congress can do stuff and nobody cares. Um, although I don't, think press, I don't think Trump would sign it. but. To, to recapture these visas for you winners. So don't throw your papers away, all right? Uh, there's that hope out there as well. Uh, so that's kind of where we think we are. So be this, keep being the squeaky wheel, keep calling the consulates, keep calling the KCC once we get the decision. You know, today is the day. Today's the day you sit back and relax. I've gotten several emails this morning saying from our, from our plaintiff clients, I got my visa today. But they screw people too. They People that would they reissue the visa for today that were not under the proclamation, they put something to the proclamation. I mean, really, it's it's just incredible. Uh, every obstacle they can throw in the way of somebody, they're doing it, and that's absolutely insane. Um, now, after today, uh, you know, as of this point, we have not taken individual clients. We've worked in the class. Uh, we're also slammed right now because of the uh, visa bulletin, uh, which means basically like 100,000 people, 200,000 people can apply for green cards literally in the next two weeks. So we're slammed with that as well. But we're more than willing to help people. What you do is you call for an appointment. Uh, we do the appointments for free on the phone. Uh, you just call. We do. A, you can do Skype. We can do a video. We can do Zoom. We can do WhatsApp. Uh, you know, we can just a phone call. Whatever works for you. Uh, we have free internet. I mean, we have free calls. So it doesn't cost us anything to call you. I would need to call us on WhatsApp, and uh, we can walk through your situation. So you can certainly call. We have, we have 12 lawyers here, and we're willing to help out on individual cases. But we're also going to tell you, look, you know, there's nothing I can do right now. No, we're not here to screw people uh, in their cases. We're here to tell you the truth about what your options are. So if you've got, a, you know, your number's 58,000, you know, you're probably not going to get, probably not, maybe, but probably not going to get that. Um, so let's take uh, a couple questions here.
Um, you guys, by the way, lots of people on the call today. Good to see you all. Uh, Mike, good morning. Uh, Simon, good morning. Cal, GM, I don't know what GM means. Hola, compatriota peruano, Nancy, que gusto verte. Extraño mi país. Nancy calls me her Peruvian compatriot, as you you heard before. I lived in Peru as a young man. I love Peru. Inside, I'm Peruvian. Um, and I, I just love Peru. Wonderful case. Uh, can anything tonight? <laughs> Waiting for the judge. That's right, Anastasia. Now, for many of you, it's the evening already. So you're, you're hoping and praying to wake up to good news. I don't know what that's about. We'll skip from there. Arriba Peru. Que viva! Zolita. Que viva! Do you think 3.0? I mean, uh, Dimitri, I'm not a 3.0 lawyer. Many, all of you know that I was not in favor of suing again because we filed a class action. Our class covers everybody. I do not think the judge is going to give the plaintiffs in Kennedy any additional benefits than the rest of the plaintiffs. I don't. They're not consolidated in our case. They weren't filed as class action. Uh, and I think he's just going to dismiss that. I, I could be wrong. But that that case is not even being heard till October. I mean, they don't even have a hearing in the case. There's no decision in that case. So, no, he's not going to combine it. And he's probably going to ask them when they have the hearing, didn't I give you relief? You've got relief. I mean, why should I give you relief just because you could hire a lawyer? So that's that's why we were opposed to it. I mean, no, no, you know, I understand why they did it. I get it. It's just, you know, for us, it just, we, we believe we have a strong class case that affects everybody. Maybe we in our favorable Kennedy players, again, I already talked about that, Arjun. I don't know. They're not, they're not our plaintiffs. They're not, they're not in the Gomez case. So, the plaintiffs that benefit are the are the Gomez, Acker, Fongja, Muhammad plaintiffs. Kennedy plaintiffs are not us, um, so the decision will not affect them. They will be non-plaintiff beneficiaries in the class. So you will be in the class. You will get the benefit of the class, but in probably in rank rank order. Marilu, buenos dias. Uh, let's see, we got here um, Facebook photos. I don't know what that photo is, Muhammad. I don't want to click on it, but I'll look a bit later. Uh, Mike, thank you very much. We appreciate you guys. Uh, hello from Kuwait. One of the joys of doing these calls has been all the people around the world. It's really kind of cool to see everybody get together for a common purpose to really help each other. Uh, prolongations, Maruche, already talked about that. We're hoping the judge will give us till February. How many visas? Well, I expect 30, but I, I, in case the judge is watching, I don't want to give him any ideas that he can go lower. <laughs> Uh, 1014, well, you know, the proclamation is still in place. That's on appeal. We, just so you know, we are also planning another lawsuit, uh, two other lawsuits. We know we already filed our K-1 lawsuit. We're going to be doing an O-1 lawsuit with our team of lawyers. And we're probably going to do an F-2A, the, the spouses of permanent residents, the minor children of permanent residents, and the parents of citizens. We're probably going to file another lawsuit that will challenge the proclamations uh, because they don't have a rational basis. And I think we have a pretty good argument on that, um, and we're probably not going to file that in Washington, D.C. Uh, we're probably going to file that in New York, is my guess. I think the judge will, yeah, Kennedy, I know, I do not think Kennedy plaintiffs will uh, will benefit uh, from this. All right, F2As, we're going to talk about the F2As. Uh, appreciate the blessing in well, I'm just a guy doing my job. You know, my, I think I told you before, my grandparents are immigrants from Germany back in 1929 and 1930. Uh, they got out of the country before before Hitler's uh, rise to power, but while it was in terrible, dire economic straits. And uh, 
America gave my grandparents a chance. Uh, they gave my dad a chance. Uh, and they've opened the doors for me. And there's no reason a country of our size, which is really quite small on the geopolitical scale, can't, can't get more immigrants in. Because I know the power of immigrants. I know what you can do to our country and how you can make and create us and keep us to be a world uh, leader. Uh, let's see, Prakash, um, thumbs up to you too. Please spell my name right. C-U-C-K is not not good word in English. It's K-U-C-K. Get that right. I have no idea what this says, but I hope it's good. Uh, Mario, good morning. No name with the loss from a doctor's excuse as far as having letters to claim. Uh, Mario, I know about it, but I'm not talking about that right now. Uh, from Morocco, Morocco, uh, hopefully you got your visa or getting your visa. HEROES Act. The HEROES Act is the money. Uh, the HEROES Act uh, may, uh, well, they're negotiating right now. All right. But it seems to be they're negotiating on money, not on the immigration provision. So I would not hold my breath on that. Again, Kennedy is not going to be included in today's case. Hey, John Zimkas. John, where are you from? Congratulations. Big applause. Got your, got your passport issued. Arjun, uh, Kennedy not going to benefit. Um, KCC. And, oh, Irvin, you must not have been paying attention. Irvin, come on, baby. Pay attention to the program here. Um, as I said, DV 2021 doesn't start till tomorrow. And we just learned that no appointments have been scheduled. So I've been talking to Britt Simon about this, um, uh, uh, chatting offline along with my colleagues. And what we're probably going to do is this. We're going to give them a month. We're going to give them a month to get visas issued, appointments made. And if by November they haven't interviewed anybody, uh, I think we can sue them. And, there's, and one of the points the judge made was, you know, you didn't file your suit till the end of the year. Well, I get that. Well, we're not going to let that happen again. There's no reason we can't bring the suit early. And they said, look, you're not issuing the visas. You need to be issuing them. I mean, they appear to be taking the same position that the judge just shut down on the DV 2020 for DV 2021 and not issuing visas. It's insane. It's an insane, undefensible position. Um, so I think we're going to probably end up suing. But not till November, all right? So keep your patience, Arabin. Make sure if you're DV 2021, you're at the KCC. You got your documents done. You're processing your stuff. Now, they're limited, of course. Unlike DV 2020, where the whole world is current, DV 2021 is not all current, all early numbers. Make sure you got your stuff in doing that. The ban is in place, my friend. We're still waiting on the California court on that. Nana. Nana, nana. Yeah, well, nana. They are not, the judge is not looking for justice. The judge may be looking to split the baby in half. Uh, DV 2022, um, well, I mean, so far, Project Wall, the reason you're treated unfairly is because Donald Trump is a terrible human being. There's my answer. Uh, and if you saw our debate last night, if you had the displeasure of watching that nightmare last night of the man who calls himself the, the leader of the free world, uh, then you can know why you're treating, being treated unfairly. Got my visa. All right, Solomon. Yeah, some concerts were awesome. Congratulations. Hopefully we can get you in here in January. Feel the entry points means we can benefit. Um, you know, uh, uh, Mamdou, that's at this point we're, we're seeing. We're going to see what the judge does and we'll go from there. And as I've told all of you, Yorasil, 
I don't know what that means. I hope it's not bad in some language somewhere. Uh, Yarsil, if Trump extends the proclamation and he wins, so Trump's the is the winner, and he extends it, nobody's coming. Nobody's coming. I mean, yeah, we'll go back to court. I mean, understand, we will go back to court again. All right, but no, we're toast. You're toast. We're toast. It's America's closed. Um, we have we have a nightmare at that point. Um, maybe we'll get lucky and impeach him again. We should our visas today. And I printed it there. I said, yes, the Dora, I don't know if you were one of those who live in Hungary. Uh, if you were reissued and you had your visa valid, if your visa was valid on April 23rd, that's wrong. So you need to call them back. You need to actually print out the website that says you're not subject to the proclamation and ask them to reprint it. Or you can take... Uh, um, you can you can get on a plane and just come and when the, when the CBP says you're subject, you say no, we're not. Here's the Department of State rule on that. And they go okay, so get on a plane. I mean, get on a plane. Um, and the airline won't let you on. Call me. That's when you set an appointment. We can fight for you on that on an individual basis. Um, Mahmoud, I don't know. Maybe you're copying people on that. Can you feel the entry points? Visa can be end of the U.S. before their visas expire. No, Kelly, that one is we 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 lost on that issue and that's on appeal. Arjun, you've already asked that question six times. I've already answered it six times. Numberwise is done. One will be the first one to receive a second email from my interview. Uh, hopefully, Sulav, hopefully you'll get that. I think that's what they'll probably end up doing. It seems the most fair. But thank you so much, Irian. It's been a pleasure fighting for everybody. I mean, a favorite Kennedy. Arjun, I'm going to block you, man. going to block you. All right? Stop it. Um, and what appeal? The appeal... Uh, that's it's it's pending. It, it's going to be at end of the year. Uh, oh, the appeal of the NIE. Oh, well, if you think denied an NIE, that's actually not appealable, um, unfortunately. But you can re-ask for it. Uh, so if you did it yourself, maybe you want to hire a lawyer to help you with it. Uh, they've been granting a lot of them. Um, and then what will happen in 2021? Either lawsuit. Uh, yeah, uh, Kailash, again, if Trump loses, 2021 is going to be okay. All right, if Trump loses. Trump wins. Yeah, we'll sue, but it's going to be tough. All right, everybody. Thank you so much today. Hey, you got your visa printed? All right. Uh, Radhavan, um, you should call for an appointment. We're going to help you get in the country. This is ridiculous. Any of you who got visas reissued that says subject to the proclamation, you need to email me. Here's my email. I want you to email me. Let's see. Where's my email here? Email me a picture of the passport. Uh, of both visas, the previous visa and the current visa, and your country of issuance. Of course, that's on the visa. And then uh, once you hire us, we will get that fixed, uh, or we'll get you in the country because you're not subject. We will be able to fix that for you. A um, couple more comments, please. Yes, we will We will be doing it. Eltis already talked about that. Rewind, uh, and you'll hear that. Thank you, everybody. It's been awesome. Uh, we will uh, talk tonight after we get the decision and give you some more advice. Until then, have a wonderful evening for some of you. Have a great day for the rest of you. We'll talk to you soon.